Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. All right, let's roll. Game Time Decisions. Red Heat Rage Radio has begun. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Gabriel Morenci. Throwing down with a raging redhead, Cam Stewart, on this Wednesday edition of the program, which means uh, Lou Gamblu.com will step up and join us. Uh, we'll talk UFC. UFC is actually in Cam's backyard in Toronto uh, this weekend. It's uh, Ortega versus Holloway. Should be a pretty uh, pretty good fight, actually. It's a pretty pretty cool championship fight. Uh, Cam Stewart. Uh, despite the fact that it's in his backyard, I'm willing to bet will not be in attendance at the UFC this Saturday night. Incorrect. Yeah. Yes. No. You no. Correct. Dude. Correct. Uh, I will not be attending. But I will say this: indoor soccer's back. I got the call from the guy. Uh, they're no longer the Rage. They're called the Metro Stars, and I will be hosting and voicing a, a pre and uh, game party Saturday afternoon and evening. Uh, so uh, yeah, I saw. You know what? When I was in Toronto, actually, a couple of weeks ago, I actually saw in the news. They were talking. I saw DeRosio, or whatever his name, was talking about that uh, indoor soccer. Hey, listen, indoor soccer is real cool. So the team's called yeah. the Metro Stars, and it's, it's off and running, huh? Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that. Dwayne DeRosario, uh, De De I always get his name screwed up, one of the Canadian legend. Yeah, I'm going to be meeting him at, uh, at uh, the Hershey Center after this show. I have a meeting with Serge, the owner of the team, just to talk about it. He's like, uh, you're working Saturday. I'm like, what? What are we, what are we doing? He goes, it's the first game. I'm like, thanks for getting back to me, man. It's been like eight months, Marenzi. I haven't talked to this guy since the, the Mexico-Canada game, the indoor game, right? That's been like, I'm like, what? I thought the thing went under, but he says it's back and running. So uh, anyway, we're talking about logistics tonight. It's back. Well, it's a good thing you're not already booked that, uh, you know, your schedule's not open. That you, yeah. You're ready this Saturday, ready to go. <laughs> yeah, ready to rock, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just, uh, I did the Saturday once with uh, when... Uh, uh, Galena wasn't in. I stepped up with uh, Jim Data. Blah, 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 fantasy Taz uh, that Saturday, but I'm free this Saturday. Well, you do college, and uh, it's going to be a long day, buddy. Should be a fun one, though. We'll see what happens. All right. Uh, so as I stated, uh, Lou will join us. I brought up the UFC. We got quite the ramble from Cam. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Yeah, 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 I won't be there. That's kind of the bottom line. That's all I had to say. <laughs> I won't be attending the card. <laughs> I got, hey, I got to make money, man. It's. Uh, I don't get paid money watching fights. I, I got to be uh, announcing indoor soccer. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I got to be honest. I don't even know what else is on the card. I know I know the main event, but uh, I don't know what else. Not is a on real the good one? No, it's probably all right, actually. I think, well, from what I remember, it wasn't bad. They actually generally, Was the last? They generally screw Canada, to be honest, and they screw Toronto. But they've screwed Toronto so many times. No, I'm looking. This is actually one of the better cards in a while. You got Ortega and Holloway. You got Joanna and Jacek and Shevchenko. Uh, Gunnar Nelson and Alex Olivier is a cool enough fight. Jimmy Manawa and Thiago Santos is cool. 
Claudia Gadala. No, they want uh, they're, they're going, they want all out here. Our boy Elias Theodoro fights Eric Anders. That's an interesting fight. Elias Theodoro, of course, we know him. Um, he's from Toronto, and um, he's good. You know, he's not great. He's good. Like you know, he's he doesn't lose a lot of fights, but yeah. he's not really ever going to be a champion either. I don't know if he wants to be. He just sort of, you know, he seems to like just sort he's, of. He likes to be in the he's UFC. Serviceable. Well, he wins. Yeah, he he wins more money. than he loses. He wins some fights. Yeah. No, he has That's fun. Good, then. then he's going to have a job. Yeah, yeah. it's sort of like he's not a hop. It's like kind of like a hobby. You know, he's got. He's the dude with the hair, so he's got the looks. He's got endorsements and stuff. So he just, you know, uh, but he he's got this feud going right now. with This Eric Anders guy. Eric Anders is a tough guy. Eric Anders, the former Alabama linebacker. And, um, you know, he's one of the few football players that made a smooth transition into mixed martial arts. There's, there's like, you know, there's a ton of dudes that have played college football or whatever. It's sort of like wrestlers. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, they played college football before. But they sort of just sort of stumbled into mixed martial arts after the fact because they were big or whatever. But Eric Anders, like, made a conscious decision. Like, once he left Alabama, like, he didn't care about making it to the NFL or anything like that. He wanted to be in the UFC. And so he's he's real serious. So you have Elias Theodore who sort of goes on natural natural ability. I'm, I'm interested in Lou's take uh, on that fight. But, no, top to bottom, it's a pretty good card. Listen, whenever this card's in, in, in Canada, and specifically Toronto, Montreal, it's pretty much the same guys on the card. And they're all pretty decent fighters. You know, like Chad Laprise. Uh, you know, he's going to be on it. Olivier Aubert-Mercier, he's a decent fighter. He's on it. Elias Theodore was pretty good. Uh, Caitlin uh, Kogan, um, Michelle Serpico is actually friends uh, with this chick. She's fighting Jessica I. It's actually a pretty good card. So, yeah. She's, we'll... a, fa- she's a favorite. Her friend's a favorite there, a buck 85. And, uh, yeah, no, you said it. And uh, OAM, hey, your boy Obam Mercier, Gabe, he's kind of funny with that uh, mustache oh. and stuff. He's a, he's a, yeah, yeah, Ohm, Ohm, who Ohm the Chiefs. Yeah, oh, Ohm's fighting Mr. Burns. And yeah, a lot of these fights are uh, pretty like minus 120, minus 120. It's not like these minus 800. It's a good There's point. a lot of like pickums and yeah, small favorites, which is a lot better. So that that's cool. I remember I was talking to Lisa. The, she went to the UFC once in Toronto. It was the John Jones Gustafson fight, and it was amazing. Like, that was a legendary battle. Yeah, yeah. They had. Um, um, they, 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 that was one of the best fights in UFC history. That was John Jones' toughest test, actually. That was, that was a great fight. I wasn't at that card. I was at, uh, you know, I've been to the, the, you know, they went to Toronto. They had the 55,000 people at the, in the stadium. The biggest UFC card still to this date was in Toronto. I was there. I was at another one. The first time, uh, another time they went. I think the, the the stadium was the second time they went. But uh, then they sort of had weaker cards, you know. So it's it's been it's been a little while. I mean, last time they went to Montreal, there was like seven thousand people in the building. Like the card was crap, and people just were like, "Screw it." The but that you know the UFC is sort of drained. They've drained the swamp uh, in North America. Like they. Their little trick is they're sort of like drug dealers, right? Like the first, the first hits free, <laughs> right? Like they're come on back. <laughs> yeah, like they'll go to a city, like you know, like when, when the first time they came to New York, they went all out, right? It's like let's get Conor McGregor, let's get this guy, let's yeah. get Dorsey. You know what I mean? Yeah. They were like, they went way overboard and like they stacked the card because it was the first time ever in Madison Square Garden in New York. Fast forward to you know, thirteen months later. 
and they're rolling out like really bad cards, man, in New York. <laughs> like, you know, they just that's just the way they operate. And like they so now their big deal is like is like overseas, you know, basically Russia, China, essentially Asia. That's the untapped market. That's why the UFC like yeah. their future is bright because they've never really tapped into the Chinese market yet. And they're about to. They're they're chipping away at it. They, you know, I think they've got a card in Beijing in the works. And well, they seem to like they like that. Though you know, sumo wrestling's big out there, combat sports. So it kind of it's like two plus two equals four. Like Garner used to say, it makes total sense, don't you think? That would that would be a perfect place to you know open up and make a lot of bread. It really would be. It's yeah, like they they respect the the they respect combat sport and the history of it. You know, that a lot of it was born there. Um, the whole thing is it's more like business. It's hard to. You know, you just don't book the arena in Beijing, man. Like, the, the government runs everything, right? So if you're going to go in there and, and make money, like, there needs to be. That was why, like, the UFC never went to Russia before. Like, Dana White even didn't even hide it. He goes, I'll get killed if I go there because I can't go there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you need to pay people off. Like, yeah. Where's the briefcase, Dana? Okay, okay, Igor, slow down, slow down. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, you need, you know, it's like another person's territory and, like, it's a whole. Yeah. The whole deal, like the UFC, had to grease some wheels in Montreal, because TKO was the the local company in Montreal, and TKO are owned by not like normal promoters, like yeah. they're, they're serious people, and business types with uh, yeah, who, yeah, with motorcycles, with a, with a, with a, <laughs> businessmen with motorcycles, so, and brass knuckles, guns, and motorcycles. It's not yeah, really we, a secret who owns TKO, right? So. <laughs> No. But TKO is very successful. Like they they get like fifteen thousand people in Montreal, and they have big fighters. Like George Saint Pierre came from there, so yeah. When the UFC came there, basically the UFC had to give like three thousand tickets. <laughs> and they gave like it was funny. Like every one of the strip clubs, hey, like all the VIPs got you know like ringside tickets. And it was like basically three thousand tickets. I'm not even kidding. It was like three thousand tickets, and and. A couple of their fighters on the card type thing. You know, that that's the way it was going down. Otherwise, you know what I mean? There could be an accident, like, at the arena that night, you know? Or, <laughs> an like, something could happen. Air yeah. quotes. Yeah, something could happen. <laughs> like, I don't know. Maybe you guys lose your power or something. Who knows? Like, maybe someone disappears. You know what I mean? Like, they just sort of imply, like, listen, like, if you want the card to run smoothly, you know, there's there. This is th yeah. this is what we're gonna need. Right? Pay 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 your toll. You basically gotta pay the toll. Pay the tax. Exactly. Right? You, you can't just go in that. and like you know, and, and take over. That's the way it works. So, speaking of paying money, this is pretty good. You're a horseman. Well, I'm a horseman. I'm actually a, well, I'm a licensed horse owner. Um, yeah, although still, I, uh, how long does that how long does that last? By the way, too. Even though like we sold. I gotta the horse, be honest with you. I ripped up my license. <laughs> <laughs> I ripped it up, Camp, and I threw it down a garbage chute. I may I was gonna say you could use it as filters. No, I got a letter saying I got a letter asking for money for renewal. And I was like, that's not happening. No. I was like, that's not happening. No. I just ripped everything up. And then I found my original license. I was like, I could keep this for memorabilia, but no. Yeah, I just threw even, it in the garbage. No. I was like, I'm not keeping this. The only thing I kept the only thing I kept, I kept a, uh, I kept a, uh, a ticket of our, of our first night. Like I have, like a yeah, we were at the too. track. I have the ticket that we played. You know, look, we have the we video. Didn't even, we didn't even, 
We, we have didn't the video. Win either. Yeah, the no, video. we didn't win the first yeah, night. The yeah. We have the video. That, I didn't like that. Know. I don't like the video, by the way. I, that was stupid. The guy. So what, 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 what was the plan? Just to watch us upset because the horse came sixth in his debut? Like, the whole video sucked. I think no, the whole thing blew. I'm talking, Hames, about, I'm, talking, right. I'm talking about the video of him winning on YouTube. Oh, that's great. Oh, okay, that's good. That's good. Sir, I thought you were talking about the video of hiring that guy to follow no, us around. I don't, I don't that's that. all I remember. Yeah, I Oh yeah, yeah. We had some camera t- camera team following us at the night at the track. Yeah, great, 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 do- great documentary. Thanks, guys. Yeah, our horse finished six. The guy zeroes in on my face. Yeah, he oh, goes, yeah, "How oh, do you yeah, feel I right now, Gabe?" Yeah. He goes, "How do you yeah, feel, Gabe?" I feel great. <laughs> I said, yeah. "I was calm." I said, "Well, it's our first race." Cam tells the guy, "Get that camera out of my effing face." <laughs> <laughs> I was pissed. Come pick me up after work. The whole thing was a I always thing. tell was people just, that. Was so I, w- I always tell people. Like, people yeah. think I'm the angry one. I'm like, no, no, Cam's actually angry in real life. Um, I said about it, that. About that, I was. I was disrespectful. It's our first race. The guy's following me with a camera. It's like, we're not happy about it. Like, anyway, I didn't like the whole production. So this dude, this dude from uh, Tennessee just hit it big. Um, I guess this was just uh, yesterday. Uh, Gregory McQueen, 62 years old, from Tennessee, won $60,000, Cam. $60,232 off a $3 bet at Delmar. He uh, he won oh, the yeah, pick Del- five. Oh, yeah. So he's a retiree. He lives in Tennessee, but he plays he plays online. He plays, like, on the, the horse racing network. He's right. You know what I mean? Yeah, HP. He's got an HPI card. And yeah, he does all, yeah. yeah, exactly. I know. So oh, he's a wow, retiree. Okay, wow. He said, uh, yeah, I played the pick five. He plays the pick five like every day, basically. So he plays. You know, he's a 60 total retiree. He says he often plays the pick five. He spent $3 on the pick five. He watched the first race, and he won the first race out of the five. And uh, he said he went out to do some yard work. <laughs> he said, I usually I like watch this guy. <laughs> he goes, I usually watch the races later, but I didn't get to them. I didn't know what happened until the call came in. They actually called him. Like, Delmar called him and said, yes. wow, congratulations. Yes. You, the, just, they, you just hit the pick yeah, five. They, <laughs> they do. Actually, I've been witness to a guy that got a call, too, at Woodbine, because basically they know how many, but like, from if you go to a teletheater or the track or whatever, they have it all listed. Like, there are 142 pick fives alive. There are 400 and something pick threes. Like, And then it just keeps on knocking them down race after race. So, yeah, it's very simple. They just go down there. Okay, Mr. So-and-so, you won. Like, yeah, this guy Wild Bill at Woodbine, he won a big, uh, a big pick five race where he won like twenty or thirty thousand dollars. They call him. Yeah. So yeah, cool three stuff. three dollars. He picked five races in a row. He hit all five. Uh, he bet three bucks. It paid sixty thousand two hundred and thirty-two, uh, but he only gets forty-five thousand seven hundred and fifty-two and ninety-five after taxes. Uh, yeah. Says I'm not spending it. It's going into a savings account. So uh, good, uh, good for the old guy. Although I'm assuming he's probably lost quite a bit over the years betting on uh, betting on calls. <laughs> I, I, would, I would assume so too. It's not, it's not an easy racket, but I would suggest that is the best thing to play are the are are the pick threes, pick fours, and pick fives. The right? only because people if you clip that make one underdog, money, you win big. The only people that make money in the horse racing industry are the veterinarians. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, and who trainers. else? Who else? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, dude. Is that a great life, like being a trainer? Oh, yeah. It depends how many horses you're doing. Just because we got fleeced doesn't mean that trainers trainers make good money. They do fine. But the, you're right about the veterinarians. They're loaded. Loaded. 
like they are top top of the food chain loaded. Yeah, every horse man gets hurt. They're fickle animals. They're hurt all the time. Yeah, There's always you, some kind of injury. If you want to lose a lot of money, just get into the horse racing industry. True, very true, <laughs> very true. <laughs> That's the best. I ripped up my license and threw it, <laughs> threw it in a sewer. Well, what was I gonna do? <laughs> How much? I, I, I looked I, at I, it. I'm I, like, I'm not buying. I'm not yeah, buying yeah. another horse. Like. And you know what's funny? After a couple of drinks, I nearly got suckered into it at Meadowlands. I was all drunk, and I looked over, and they're like, uh, it says, do you want to own a racehorse? It says, buy a percentage right here. Like, you, you can buy it right at the track right there. And then, you know, for a split second, I was like, yeah, man, I'll own a part of a horse out here in New York. And then I was like, what the hell are you thinking? You just lost $18,000 owning a racehorse. Like, exactly. That's all I need now. Like, you know, like, it, yeah, it didn't work out. Now it'll work out at the Meadowlands. Yeah, right. Like uh, how much? Uh, how much is it to renew? How much were they asking for? That's what I, I want to know. It's like two hundred bucks or something. Yeah, these guys never stop. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, the, the yeah the, the federation, the the government makes money off this stuff. For sure. You, you did, Paul Bovey was the only smart one, and uh, Bovey said what he bought like two percent of a horse for like twenty five hundred bucks, a big time horse that was running at Saratoga. But he basically did it because he got a parking pass and paddock access for the entire meet. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Game time decisions, Ready Eat and Rage Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm Gabriel Morenci with Cam Stewart. Lou from Gamblue.com will join us in the 5 o'clock hour. Got that big UFC uh, card in Toronto. Talk some NFL uh, with Lou as well. A couple of things to get to. Actually, UFC... Uh, was announced today, Greg Hardy, and I didn't really think much of it. I, you know, I was expecting. I knew Greg Hardy wasn't going to be in the UFC. He was in their reality TV uh, series, and uh, Greg Hardy's killing people, uh, basically. Uh, Cam. So Greg Hardy's murdering everybody in, you know, in his in the regional scene coming into the UFC. So they put him on the card, and now, of course, with Kareem Hunt this week, and everybody likes to be holier than now. And now, oh, you know, Greg Hardy in the UFC is terrible, but. Um, What's, what's strange about this, they put him on, like, uh, ESPN, of course, signed a deal with, e, uh, with the UFC. You know, they gave him big money, too. And, you know, like $300 million a year or something crazy. Um, like, really big money they gave him. So it's a big deal for ESPN. It's a big deal for the, for, for the UFC. And the first card on ESPN, they're putting Greg Hardy on it. It's like it's like they're going out of their way. It's one thing, like, you figure if you brought Greg Hardy in, you just sort of, like, ease him in and slide him in. You don't put him on, like, the first ESPN card. And the irony, there's a woman fighter in the UFC, uh, Ostovsky. She's not a big star or anything, but she is hot. She's in the UFC, and 
she just got attacked by her boyfriend. Her boyfriend got, like, charged with, like, attempted murder. He tried to, like, kill her, essentially. And her first fight back is on the same card as Greg Hardy. Like, so it's just, it's insanity. Like, you're going to have all this, like, there's a lot of media about this woman because she got beat up. And yep. there's going to be a lot of attention about her leading into her fight. And so you'll have one victim of domestic abuse and one perpetrator of domestic abuse on the same card. Oh, same it's card. Just, yeah, that's great. Like, I don't know what the hell they were thinking. It's, uh, it, it's so hypocritical, hey, but it, it's you, you talk about it before when it comes to money, right? They got the new contract. Well, remember Dana White last week. In Brooklyn. He was disgusted. Remember last week Dana White said that it was a black eye and it was a disgrace that Chuck Liddell yeah. was allowed to fight. <laughs> yeah, now look at this. Yeah, great point, Gabe. That's a really good point. It's in your backyard, too, in Bro- uh, Brooklyn on January 19th there, so pretty crazy stuff. No, I, that's the thing about that Dana White. You know what I mean? Like He, he picks his spots, but when it comes to money and, and making more of it, I don't think he, he has a problem with anything. He'll shoot his mouth if it doesn't work out for him, but uh, if it goes the other way and is, he's making more money, he doesn't really care. <laughs> hypocrites. <laughs> speaking of hypocrites. Well, we talk about it. Speaking of hypocrites, uh, USA Gymnastics files for bankruptcy. <laughs> wow. I, don't, I, didn't really? know, I didn't know a sport could like file for bankruptcy. I didn't know either. Yeah, well, Michigan State, I, I guess the, the, the program with Michigan State and all the people that they had there associated with USA Gymnastics, gymnastics uh, it's a bad look. Like, wow, I did. bankruptcy. It's actually uh, it's actually a sleazeball move that they're doing to uh, avoid depositions in the Larry Nasser lawsuits. Yeah, yeah. They're it's disbanding yeah, to exactly. try to avoid... <laughs> They're unbelievable. We don't got any money. We don't get, USA we, Gymnastics we filed for out. bankruptcy. The latest setback for the organization to wake Larry Nasser sexual abuse scandal. We're broke. Yeah, well, basically we're they're saying we're wiped out and we don't want to talk anymore about this. So we're not. Uh, USA Gymnastics filed a voluntary petition for protection under Chapter 11 of the Bankruptcy Code in USC Bankruptcy Court. Man, they're a disgrace. They really are. Yeah. Like, USA Gymnastics is a You're- pure, utter disgrace. That's a you, and you said great point. That's a low blow. You're gonna have to pay so much money in these lawsuits. It's like, yeah, okay, we're just gonna file for bankruptcy. Better that way. That's uh, that's their yeah, option. But they so did they this. It puts an it. Aut- This is where the the, the, the judicial system's whack. It puts an automatic stop to dep- des- uh, depositions and discovery and lawsuits filed by sexual abuse victims. Like you know, they they shouldn't be able to shut this so down ca- mid lawsuit. You know yeah, what I'm no- saying? You're right. You're you're right. Uh, that's a really good point that you bring up. Yeah, yeah. So now, so now these people that should be getting money, they can't because because of the bankruptcy. They're hiding behind a stipulation and a law. They shouldn't be allowed. Crazy. Like they shouldn't be allowed in the Olympics. No, you're right. We, you're you know, we we right. always kick. Yeah, we didn't let Russia in for what last time? Yeah, I know. Yeah, for, for what steroids or uh, yeah, wasn't it in Russia and we didn't let them in? <laughs> like there was yes, correct. Yeah, yeah. Correct. Like their hockey team, they were like, "No, you guys can't play yeah, because yeah. you took steroids or something." It yeah. was like, "Yeah, Sim- well, what, that, what about the USA <laughs> gymnastics team that's been diddling teenagers? Are they allowed in?" Exactly. Like and, and that they, they knew game. about this for years. <laughs> for sure, they did. It was the best. It's like, "Oh, doctor," they go, 
They go, hey, Krusty Burger. Krusty's like, hey, 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 if, if America wins a gold medal, you get a free Krusty Burger. And then they come out, and then he's like, oh, no, Russia's been kicked out of the Olympics. Yeah, the How best. much is this going to cost me? How much is this going to cost me? $444 million. <laughs> oh, my God. And Homer's just sitting there all night on the couch. Another gold Yeah, when they the get USA. off the air, Krusty goes, don't <laughs> worry about it. He goes, uh, we only did it for sports where America never wins. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the next on the news, yeah, Russia has boycotted. Caught in the Olympics. <laughs> How much is going to cost that me? Was the best. <laughs> that was the best. No, but it shouldn't be allowed. Like a judge shouldn't accept the bankruptcy. They should say, no, no you, I agree. you can't file I for agree. bankruptcy. You got you to gotta face this. But, uh, pay up. You, yeah, I don't, I don't even know if they have any money. I mean, but they shouldn't be allowed in the Olympics. Uh, and if, like, you know, I'm not saying to screw over any American gymnast right now, but let them compete as an independent. You know what I mean? You sort of tell them, listen, you're in. You know, you're going to be treated the same way, but you're, you know, you're not wearing a USA Gymnastics. You know, you're not representing USA Gymnastics. That's what they did, man. They gave Russia, like, a generic jersey. They were like, hey, you guys wear this. But they won't do that to about, the United States. You, it was the same crap. How about you wear your, when they went yeah. before, it was the same thing. They were like, oh, you can't go to the Olympics because uh, Russia, uh, Russia is homophobic, right? Russia is, you know, anti-gay. Russia has the exact same laws as 12 states in the United States. Like Utah, the state of Utah has harsher, like, the whole thing was, was like, uh, in Russia, it's illegal to teach homosexuality in, like, elementary or high school. You know, they basically act, it doesn't exist, you can't talk about it, right? So, like, it's, you know, sex ed or whatever, it ain't coming up. It's like, they don't, they don't mention it. And they're like, well, you know, that leads to whatever, and that's just ignorant and stuff, but... It's the same damn thing in Utah, Mississippi. I mean, I said at the time, you want to start judging Russia and take away games. I mean, if you want to start getting into where crazy things happen and injustice happen, there'll never be another sporting event in Florida ever again. You know, like I said at the time, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, really? Like, uh, like, <laughs> like, if you really, you know, we want to get into it. I sound like, I sound like, uh, I sound like a politician we, now with Saudi Arabia. People get killed everywhere. What do you want? <laughs> But, <laughs> but yeah, USA. I was going to say they could wear their their NCAA outfits, but uh, that that doesn't work. No, they hate that too. They hate that too. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Nothing works. Yeah, USA. You're right about Florida. Hell, hell, we go to Orlando and Mike Dicker's resort, and we're already uh, dealing with the cops. We're, we're regular citizens just trying to get a burger late at night. I don't know what people are doing when they're doing really bad stuff. I don't know how. Um, I don't know how this affects the lawsuits moving forward. Actually, I really don't. There's got to be some sort of uh, there's got to be some sort of counter counter that they can come back with. Yeah, this is like what a sleazeball move. They cover it up. They know about it. They go to court. They basically get killed. They file for bankruptcy. <laughs> and then what? Like, what's their plan? Yeah. They think they're just gonna like tomorrow re rebrand and it's like, ah, right, we're gonna you it's, know, it's all no, good that's now. The thing. It's like, no, 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 you it's guys are shut go down. You got to shut them down. Yeah, it's not going to go away. You can, you can file for bankruptcy, but this stuff's not going to go away. It's, it's going to pop back. So, yeah, good luck with that. You hear about uh, Emmanuel Sanders tore his ACL in practice. God, man, it's just brutal. That's, yeah, fan, uh, fancy man, football playoff good. chaos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got Sanders in my, uh, in my league that I'm doing really well in, too. That's, a, that's not good. That's not good news there. I like Sanders, too. He's been really good. I love Emmanuel Sanders. Um, 
been rock solid. I like him. I don't know if I love him. It's a strong word. Uh, he's done. Yeah, lo- lo- yeah lo- love is a strong word. He's been very good to my fantasy team. He's a good football player. I don't know him player. personally. I don't know him. Yeah, yeah know. He's, a, he's, a, he's, he's a very good football player. He seems yes. uh, he seems like a nice guy. So <laughs> right. I've seen interviews with him. Yeah. You're right. Love is just, uh, yeah, that, that's, uh, that is very strong. No, I just saw, I see a picture here of someone on an airplane and somebody's feet. There's no way. Like, uh, you man, this wouldn't be happening. I'm sitting there on, on <laughs> I just retweeted it. I got to admit, like, uh, I've, I've done it where uh, I've taken my shoes off on a plane before. But I know, I know that... Uh, it's like, man, I can't, I can't expose these people. So, like, I'll put my jacket over my feet. Or oh something. my Here. God! Those are, those are, those are. I, I thought it was like, claw, what the hell is that? No, dude, oh my! This has got to be fake. It's, it's got to be set up. Like, no, no one's really doing that on a play. I don't know. I'm gonna be honest with you, Marantz. He just, uh, I don't think that, that, that that's just somebody with some just real bad foot hygiene. Like they've been basically like just walking through mud, and just and like, whoa. Wow, man. <laughs> That's a half nail. Someone, bit to, off someone there, to put their uh, feet a, there. It's going to uh, have to be a hot chick. Like if Michelle Serpico well, sitting behind a, you on a plane or something, you know. Yeah. You know, that ain't but, her feet. No. <laughs> that looks more like a like some kind of like a swamp monster's feet there. It's like a dinosaur. <laughs> it kind of does, actually. I was looking at it, too. It's like, cause, yeah, the, the, the toenail looks like an eye and. Uh, they're really dark and oh god i'm actually gonna puke like that's disgusting nah, this I, can't be real this guy's stuff. in canada he Imagine. says ohl hockey scout what? Nah, what, what, what airline where is he i would like yeah what, what, he? This guy, what do you do on, like, uh, hold on here hold on like do you elbow you el- like basically i would i would snap i'd say yo you got an effing problem here like i'd be i know but you don't want to touch it like you sort of hey like, <laughs> what do you do? You get the store this over? You go, listen, I got to move seats. I got a problem here. No, you just turn around and go, what the hell are you doing with your feet? Well, you know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? You're walking through a swamp and you're putting your feet on my on my armrest? Like, if you woke up to that, you'd be, come on, man. You'd be like, what the hell? And I got to believe the foot odor. Like, that's a real, like, you know that commercial? My, my feet smell so bad, my wife calls me swamp foot. Like, that is swamp foot. You need odor eaters. Like, those things, like, they're all, all the nails are disheveled. And, God, Marenzi, that, that's not normal. Like, I have ugly feet, and my feet look like a like a like Yeah, a and if your feet look like that. that. Look, look, yeah, I, yeah, I've been there after a rough weekend in Vegas. I don't I don't want to show people my feet, yeah, but yeah, I'm not I taking got, my socks off. No, I got, hor- I, I got horrible feet. Like, I, I'm, I'm embarrassed to take off my feet in the sand. But, the, like, I don't know. Those people are just, this like, is, busting out those feet. Yeah, I can't even look at the feet. They're that nasty. Like, I'm having a hard time looking at the picture. Yeah. Let alone I, I imagine actually, in real like, life. Almost bar- I, yeah, yeah, I almost barfed in my mouth, and you know me, like I, I can, I can usually handle. I, I didn't like those feet at all. Just disgusting. I just went on your Twitter. It shocked me. You're right. At first, I didn't think it was feet. I thought it was like some kind of like frog monster or something like that, like something in a box. It looked really scary there. You're, you're right. That is nastiness. Who is this guy? He's an OHL scout too, and an MMA fighter. Who is this guy? I know. I, I looked at his bio. I, I, at his I see bio. OHL scout. I'm assuming what is this? Uh, he's on WestJet here. <laughs> Airport. Oh yeah. 
No, man. There's no way. Like, uh, this uh, is, like, no, it looks no, like those it's. Are, those are feet, though. It looks like it's E.T. Those are real foot. feet. It looks like E.T. Phone home. Yeah, let me hear it again. I got to go back to it. I didn't I didn't want to look at it anymore, but I'm going to go back to your Twitter and take a look. It's just so. <laughs> like, what's the last chat on They're Twitter really says, weird. He says, yeah. you need to burn the entire plane now. Yeah, like that's something like yeah. It looks like uh, like honestly, like if you were to say Issey's like a live listening. dinosaur, goes, my three-year-old like just asked feet. me. He said, "What happened to the guy's toes?" Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, see that commercial, Dad? What's up with your What's up with your foot fungus? Oh, don't worry, honey. No, no, it might spread. <laughs> like that's not foot fungus. Like there's missing half a nail on the top one, and man, that's a lot of dirt. I don't even know how you can get. I asked that. people on Twitter. That's I said, "What would you do?" Yeah. Scott yeah, says, cry, snapped. puke, cry some more, then flip out. <laughs> that actually, that that might be vomit-inducing, actually. Like, that might be like, if, yeah, if, it you, actually, if you took a nap and you woke up on the plane and you looked, you might be like, oh, my God. Or like, you might throw yeah, up. Yeah, you do, do one of those, yeah, yeah, like, you'd be, like, one of those semi-gags where you just like, kind of get, uh, yeah, you'd be. I'd have like, a real no, problem. Like, be, I would, would actually, I'd be yelling at the person. <laughs> No, you'd have to I'd, I'd say, I'd say, say I don't know what the, what the yeah. F your effing problem is, man. I don't know. I, I gotta <laughs> I'd be honest. I'd say I, I don't care about your feet, bro. But you can't put your feet here. Like, that's the thing. Like, I think I'd be in shock. I wouldn't yell, but I'd be like, "What the beep, beep? You know what I mean? Like, if you saw that, like, you'd actually be shocked before you freak out. I like the, I like, I like the response more. Like, disgusted, cry, an- then angry. Like, it's one of those ones that you're gonna have to like kind of think about for a bit before you snap. That's gross. <laughs> sea monsters. I travel a lot. You get feet that dirty. Like, I travel like, a lot. I've never like, seen like, anything like that. Like, you know, no, I've seen no, there no, I've, no. a lot. It's a more of a chick thing. Chicks will often do it on planes. Yeah, I saw it the other day on yeah, a plane. Chicks, First thing, chicks are popping their, their shoes off, and they got bare feet and stuff. But yeah, they're cu- yeah. if they're cute and whatever, you know what I mean? They're all tiny. So, like, you know, it's like, you know, this this is like some big, nasty feet there, man. Like, Yeah, they're disheveled. <laughs> They are a chick's foot, though. It kind of looks like. Like this like is, a, this is like, and the thing is, yeah. Like if there's no, listen, I would actually ask to move. Like I would say, listen, I gotta move, because yeah, I'd, I'd have to. Dude, I was on a plane like a uh, couple of months ago, about six months ago, whatever. I felt bad for the girl though, and people were flipping out, but I felt bad for her. She was a chronic coffer. Oh yeah, yeah. But she had yeah, some. She had some like thing, like you know what I mean. She couldn't stop coughing, like, but it, like violently, like this poor girl. And I guess it's like a medical condition. So I heard, I heard like the dude that was with her. They were talking, like the the the, the flight attendants knew, you know what I mean. And like she had her paperwork, and basically they were warned. Listen, like she coughs and. It sounds like she's really bad, but she can't control it, and she's okay. It's not contagious. You're not going to get sick. Was she wearing? Was she wearing a mask? Um, no, no. Well, that's first. First thing. So first, she was. She was hacking it up. You should be. You should be wearing a surgical mask, though. Like you know what I mean? If you're going to cough that much, and then you cough, you cough, you cough, and then yeah, like you got to wear the. Like you see those people while driving around on bikes with communities with bad air. Like you got to be wearing some kind of thick hospital mask to deal with that. Would you not think, Gabe? <laughs> no, I'm not even not, not being not not insensitive. I'm just the facts. You know, like 
can't be good, good, good. Like, that's just, that's not good. And in the air, there's a lot of sickness on planes. You know that. You fly around germs, a lot. That's man. a great a lot, way a lot to of get germs sick. On yeah. A plane. yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're going to, if you got a, a coughing disease, you got to gotta wear something. Drew, Drew's right, actually. Like, he said he'll take his chances with the TSA and the judge. You show the picture and you go, look, I attacked the dude, man. You know, what do you want me to do? <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fancy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. All right, we just tweeted something out that'll uh, take your mind off those feet. Pretty much the hottest uh, golfer that I've ever seen. Florida International, Hannah Liner. Take a look here. Yeah, that's. Uh, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. take a look here. Pretty much next level. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah. That's next level. Yeah, that's. Uh, oh, jeez. Yeah, like uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's next. Yeah. Oh, Jesus! Even a top golf there. It's uh, yeah, some evening, evening uh, wear there. Wow, that's uh, that's uh, pretty interesting, man. That's uh, that's crazy. Like that's the LPGA tour now, though. Yeah, well, that's the, the type of stuff that can the, ed- generate some interest in the in the PGA in the go, WPGA tour it's, it's, or LPGA. It's getting whatever it's, it's, it's get, called. It's getting. It's getting there right now. Like gone are the days of the lunchroom supervisor. You know what I mean? Like this is what this is what's new, and they they they, they know it. They got the calendars going. They got all sorts of things going right now. Trust me, it's a it's it, it's a big deal. Like it's, well, I remember it's not when the way, uh, I remember when Jan Stevenson was the hot uh, hot uh, golfer. Yeah, 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 yeah. She had uh, humongous breasts. Yes, uh, just uh, just absolutely like busted through the TV. That's right. That's uh, that's when things kind of changed. That's when they, they they started to go. But some of the other uh, ladies on tour didn't like that too much, right? Because you used to get attention for the looks and ah, what about my game and whatever. Yeah, but it's hard to it's hard to shake off those feet. I, I'm still thinking about them, and uh, I got a real bad like thing with feet too. Like I hate feet. Like I just don't like. Unlike Rex Ryan, who loves feet, like I I think feet are disgusting. Like I don't have any. I don't I don't like the pleasure looking at them or anybody. Like I just I, I, feet disgust me. Like they're gross. Like I don't want to suck on them. I don't want I don't want to look at them. You know what I mean? Like I wish they'd go away. Um, Ryan Haynes said, uh, so I asked people, what would you do if you're on a plane? What would you do when those feet are next to you? Haynes said, uh, the guy should be wearing a hazmat suit. Flesh, <laughs> flesh-eating illness, uh, scare money line. Money line. <laughs> VA in Vancouver says, what would he do? He goes, uh, what would Kareem Hunt do? <laughs> wow. <laughs> there we go. Stoops said, I'd be involved in an international incident when the plane has to return to the airport. My response would be pleasant. That really would. Like, I don't know. I got to believe this is almost fake or staged or something, but I don't think it is. Um, No, it's not. It's not. um, 
would I, you know, I, it is true. Like, that's the type of thing where you end up getting arrested on an airplane. Like, you start throwing down and throwing, like, throwing glasses at people and stuff. Like, you got me rolling down the aisle with the guy and stuff. <laughs> I'm telling you, I don't think it's a guy. Like, it's, yeah, it's take a look a at the chick, shape. Yeah. It, it's a it's woman it's it's a woman's foot yeah I don't know what she's doing like what her job is she is she uh, stomping grapes is she making wine but that's more purple than brown like it's more just dirt it's not even grape juice no she ain't stopping wine yeah that's the thing like, you know it's it's pretty gross I don't know what it is whatever job is where you're just standing in manure I guess all right uh, so um, Vince McMahon had a press conference earlier in the day today. And uh, nice. yeah, I know. I didn't know exactly. Real, real good job hyping this up. Uh, but they announced uh, eight cities, eight cities camp, uh, XFL. Dallas, I like the XFL. Dallas, Texas. Houston, Texas. Los Angeles, California. New York, New Jersey. St. Louis, Missouri. Seattle, Washington, Tampa Bay, Florida, Washington, D.C. Now, I don't understand these these cities, to be honest. And the only city that has an XFL team that doesn't have an NFL team is St. Louis. St. Louis. Like, wouldn't you put this, like, sort of, like, in Orlando and... Those sort of, you know, tier two towns. You know what I mean? And I'm not talking tier two from, you know, I don't mind disrespecting the cities, but I'm just talking about. No, I, I agree. Like, like, yeah. Like, how much. Like, if Milwaukee. You, like, if Milwaukee, you're, a, you're a Houston St. Texan Louis. fan, are you going yeah. to the yep. Houston XFL game and you're already spending money on the Houston Texans and the Sean Watson? You know what I mean? Like, you put these guys in uh, San Antonio, they don't have a pro team. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't really get it. It just it seems weird to me. Like, why did you put a team in San Diego? Like, people well, don't people don't I, go to Charger games in L.A. They're not going to an XFL game in L.A. But they the, the, the season starts when the NFL ends. That's the difference, right? They what do they launch? February eighth, February 9th? So the the Super Bowl. It's basically after the Super Bowl, and uh, we start our season, right? I guess that would be his response to that. It's not your if you did it during competing with the NFL, you're a complete moron. But I, I see your other point. Like sometimes teams in the NFL don't even get enough people coming down there. So why would you do this? And I'm with you. Like St. Louis makes a lot of sense. See, we got these other these other places got teams, but I don't know. They must have done some kind of research. Vince McMahon's not going to just throw out money and lose it a, a, again when he did when he did it before. You got to think he doesn't want to just piss, piss it away, Morenzi. And the the stadiums as well. Like it's it's bizarre. You know, some of the stadiums. Yeah, venues. Yeah, like, honestly, he was smart. Like, he got in a couple of the soccer stadiums. Like, that's the way to go. You know, like, Houston, he's going to play where the uh, Houston Dynamo play. Dynamo play. Uh, Washington, D.C. Washington, Audi Audi Field. Field. Where MLS, they built a nice new stadium there. L.A., he's going to play where uh, the Chargers play in the 30,000-seater. Dallas, uh, Dallas, uh, same thing. Like, but then, like, you know, in New York, they're playing where the Jets and Giants play. It's a big stadium, dude. Like, it's going to be looking real empty, you know? I mean, yeah. you'd be better off playing where the Red Bulls play in, in New well, Jersey, part, Harrison, New Jersey. To his, par- 
to his part in the press conference, he notes that, say, so in these eight cities, that's a quarter of the United States population representing in these eight cities. So he's basically making the gamble that, okay, well, there's this many people, and out of those many people that like football, some of these people are going to give the XFL a chance. It's a big risk, though, a big risk. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know what happened before, right? So we'll see. They better be uh, opening to gambling and all this other stuff, too, or else this is just going to be a shit show. You might as well donate the money to charity. No, they are open to gambling. Um, well, they're not going to stop it in that sense. But yeah. I, I remember in their promo vid that they did, they were like, XFL, watch it, live it, bet it, play fantasy. Yeah. So there's going to be fantasy. Uh, my boy Frank Stample has been named the head fantasy guy for, for XFL. <laughs> Take he hate me. No, you're not allowed. Uh, you, you, it's like not like before. You can't make up your own name this time. It's more serious. No, no, you got real, real names, real names. Yeah. If you look at the video, exactly. it looks like a cross between a propaganda Donald Trump and Kid Rock video, like the XFL. <laughs> like it's not. It's it's all like just U.S. flags, and I'm telling you, like there, it's the anti-NFL, right? That was the angle. Like he came up with this during when Kaepernick was kneeling and stuff. I'm gonna bring the NFL back. Thing is, no one's protesting anymore again. Like, yeah. it's, you know what I mean? It's it's kind of over, right? And, yeah, there's, like, yeah. rules. You can't, if you, you've ever been arrested once, you can't play in the XFL. So, in other really? words, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like, Johnny Manziel can't, like, uh, Vince said Johnny Manziel is not allowed because he's been arrested before. Say as a child. Well, that, yeah, under 18, minor doesn't count. Okay. Um, stupid. I actually have on the website here, I have the, uh, on the career page. So if you want to be like, uh, if you want to be a player, like you, you send, it's pretty funny. Like there's a questionnaire here. Players and coaches want to make a career. Yes. I want to be a player. Yes. XFL player. All right. Apply for this job. Got to give your first name, last name, email, phone number. What city are you in? You got to include your resume, your cover letter, what school you went to, what what is your degree in? So yeah, like associate's degree, bachelor's degree, master's degree, master's of business, juris doctor, doctor of medicine, doctor of philosophy, engineer's degree, other. Let's put you and me yeah. in other. <laughs> other, no, yeah, yeah, and I'm sure, I'm sure doctors and engineers will yeah. go. You know what? You know what, honey? Yeah, let's, I'm gonna let's, give up yeah. my million dollars a year to go play in the XFL. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're an engineer and a doctor, you're not gonna be playing. Then give me a break. All right. So How about other, we'll take a lot of others. Well, yeah, it's like a job. It's like good. a job after. He yeah. wants to. You Vince, Vince May wants you. All right. Uh, please indicate the uh, primary position you play. Uh, quarterback, running back, fullback. Um. No, it's also if uh, coach, offensive coordinator. Offensive guard, offensive tackle, wide receiver, defensive coordinator. It's also like a coach has the same, uh, you know, the same questionnaire. <laughs> so what, what position you want? Should, should we actually apply for you? Should we put your name in? Yeah, sure. Tight end. Okay, Cam, Cam, yeah, let's do Cam Stewart. All right, let's let's do it here. Yeah. All right, Cam, Cam Stewart. Cam, last name Stewart. <laughs> See if they get back to you. Yeah. No, uh, they won't get back. Email. Yeah, yeah, Cam see. Stewart live. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got it. Yeah, yeah. That one. Phone number. I'll, yeah, yeah. You got my number. You plug oh, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Location, city. Okay, so 
Yeah, we'll have to get your degree. So uh, school, what, uh, Fanshawe College? Yeah, Fanshawe. It's not even on their list. Uh, what's Look your... <laughs> select the school. Oh, here it is. Yeah. Ray, wow. Radio and television. They got everyone here. Yes. Abraham Baldwin yeah, uh, Agricultural Baldwin College. Agriculture. Our Acadia University, Adams State. Wow, they got a lot of schools here. Yeah, you're right. Just looking through the list here. Holy jeep, man. Like, what is going on here? Agnes School of what? Alaska Pacific. You notice, you notice, though, they don't have any, like, they don't have Michigan. It's, they no, have there's no else. big like, school, yeah. Like, yeah, these are divisions. Like Look sort at this of one. Skip. Uh, American Jewish University, American Public University System, American University. Isn't that like DeVry? American University in Bulgaria. This <laughs> So your Fanshawe will put other, uh, put other, uh, degree other, uh, other yeah. discipline. What's your discipline? Agriculture, arts, Asian studies. Yeah, like you, like what, are they, dude? Like this is an XFL. Like your peer, you. Communication and film. All right, communication and film. <laughs> Podiatry. Discipline. Podiatry. Yeah. Um. Uh, Please, uh, please, uh, you know, you got to uh, give your agent phone number, your agent's yeah, email. Yeah, see, I, yeah, I don't know. You, you got an agent, don't you? Put, you put him yeah, in What? Guess, please yeah. state the last professional football team you played for. Woodlands High School. Woodlands High. <laughs> what was the last year you played pull, professionally? Pull guy. When was the last year you played professionally? 92. 1992. All right, you're a veteran. Um, why are you passionate about playing in the XFL? Great question, Gabe. <laughs> I, I guarantee you some player is going to be honest Me. and saying I'm not, I, but I need I, the money. I need the money. That's yeah, the I'm passionate about the money. If you, want, no, you know what you college. do? You say, you know what they want to hear. You say, I've always been a big WWE wrestling fan, and I have always wanted to work with Vince McMahon. Yeah. I, I've always aspired to, to, to be a football player and wrestling. Wrestling and football are my passion. See, this is yes. where this is where they're going to get you, though, people. They're, not you, but they, this is where they're going to get guys. Now they're like, uh, you must provide all links to all social media accounts you have. Yeah. Uh-oh. There's going to be a lot of dudes that, like, if I was an agent right now, like, I'd be telling my guys, listen, if you want to play in the XFL, right now, we got to go over your Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram right now. And Vince, yeah. is, Vince ain't kidding around, bro. Like, if there's a picture of you smoking a blunt, you got to get that down. Because Vince McMahon's going to, like, he's, Vince is on this new, you know, clean. We, you know, he wants wholesome. He wants people yeah. that families can look up to. That's right. He, he's yeah, on good, a board Christian. Chris, Chris, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's and on a board Christian. People to watch. Yeah, this, is, yeah, this is the same guy that had uh, uh, an 80-year-old lady, uh, you know, basically what, yeah, yeah, give birth. They had Jerry, what, to, to a football helmet. What about uh, uh, the guy's wife cheating on his wife with, did, like, did some 20-year-old guy? It's like, he, come on, Didn't man. he make out with his daughter once? Yeah, no, it was with uh, Trish Stratus, wasn't it? Uh, he died. Trish Stratus. There was something real sleazy with it. Well, let's Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did a... Th yes, he did a, he did a skit where he was cheating on his wife, where she was, like, crying and stuff with, like... I think it was back in the day. It was Trish Stratus and somebody we else. We can't it was, forget it was like about storyline. We can't forget about the classy uh, angle in which they took and with Triple H drugged Stephanie McMahon and then she got yes, married. Yeah, yeah, and then they got married. Exactly. That's wholesome, clean fun. There was oh, also man. the angle in which uh, Triple H was a necrophiliac, and um, 
Just for the record, if anyone's wondering what a necrophiliac is, uh, you have sex with uh, corpses. Yeah, uh, dead bodies. Yep. Yeah. But uh, they actually did it where, like, they walked in on Triple H, and there was a coffin, and he, like, zipped up. He was like, oh, oh, hey, oh. Like, <laughs> yeah, and you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> he zipped up? Yeah, like, uh, yeah, yeah, like yeah, they didn't show him, like, you know what I mean? But they insinuated. Like, they, they pushed the envelope far enough that they oh, came in the room, the and he sort of zipped up his pants. Like, oh, hey, uh, I wasn't doing anything here. It's like, really, guys, you know? <laughs> like, I always love, like, when Vince McMahon or Dana White, like, tell other people, like, what something's bad. Like, last week, Dana White's like, you know, you can't have Chuck Liddell fighting. You're disgusting. Uh, Oscar De La Hoya, you're a cokehead. You should be ashamed. The California Athletic Commission should be ashamed. And then Dana White announces that Greg Hardy will be appearing on an ESPN card, on the ESPN debut, on the same <laughs> card of a woman UFC fighter that was just sex, uh, was just abused. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, good call, Dana. Like, you, you can't make this I, stuff up. No, you said it. That's double standard of the year. I, I can't believe how hard the XFL uh Oh, I like this. This is Please provide all links for like they want it. They want all your links for social media, and you know they're gonna look it up if you try to like hide it. Um, yeah. uh, how are you doing with you? How how are you doing with your Twitter? How are we doing? Please provide any uh, any <laughs> film that you would like us to see of you of your plays. You know what I mean? And this yeah. is what I would need too. Um, will you now or in the future require sponsorship or employment visas? Uh, to work in the United States, say yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, Vince. <laughs> yeah. Yes, please, Vince. <laughs> Send it. Well, at least it's nice to see Vince isn't discriminating, unlike sports books in New Jersey. Uh, I got like, yeah, to get, 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 get in the XFL than Fort Knox. This is a, this is a serious resume. Like, it's harder to get into the XFL than it is the United States of America. <laughs> Yeah, good, great point, Marenzo. They don't ask you this well, many questions well put. at the border. I know, I know. I know. <laughs> oh, my God. I was wondering about that, too. I got to that. That's like, yeah. that's like new school, right? Like job resume, and then it's like you must provide social media links. Yeah. Yikes. And I imagine if you just delete stuff, Vince is probably looking stuff up because he's all hell-bent on this being a clean-cut league, and you know what I mean? I don't think it's going to be off to a, a roaring start, though, you know? And Jesse Lapine what is do you already think? struck. Here's Cam as an XFL champion. <laughs> you like that, Yang? You're Tommy Maddox. Oh, I love Tommy. Yeah, Tommy Maddox is great. Man. The LA Extreme. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions.
Game Time Decisions, Ready Great Radio, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Breaking news from uh, Major League Baseball. Arizona Cardinals trade Paul Goldschmidt to the St. Louis Cardinals. There's a lot of talk about uh, Goldie and where he was going to end up over the last couple of days. St. Louis Cardinals get it done. John Heyman reports it's done. Package going back to Arizona, unknown at the moment. We'll uh, we'll keep you up to date as far as that's concerned. So uh, Paul Goldschmidt traded from Arizona to St. Louis. And there's actually Bryce Harper to St. Louis talk in the air right now, which is not something the Cardinals usually do. The Cardinals aren't a type of team that likes to spend big, big money on on free agents, but... They also have sort of a restless fan base uh, right now as well. So, and they also do have a ton of money. You know, it's a successful organization, obviously. But I would, you know, now they got Goldschmidt. I, I would see. I, I, I don't believe about this Harper stuff. But uh, so that's the deal there. Uh, we'll bring Lou in in one second. I just want to get to something quickly. So we brought it up. We'll get to this with you, Cam, a little bit later on. Uh, Bo Levi Mitchell actually working out with the Minnesota Vikings. Yep. And yep. and supposedly four other teams. Um, like are seriously interested to the point where numerous NFL scouts are saying that he's going to sign with an NFL team, that it's not well, if, it's well, like that he's going to get a job. It's when. Yeah, yeah. and it's just who. They, and, in fact, it might even be a bidding war, as crazy as it is, a mini bidding war, only because, look, Kirk Cousins make $25 million a year. Trevor Simeon's the backup there. He makes $2.6 million. Uh, Simeon's contract's up. They don't want to pay. They can't afford it, like under the cap and stuff. Yep. So you, you can get Dickinson for less. Uh, de- uh, excuse me. Uh, Bo Levi Bo Mitchell. Bo Levi Mitchell. Yeah. But I say Dickinson. Dickinson's his coach. And Dickinson actually told him he should go and, and see what, you know. He said, you got to explore this like Dickinson did. But just quick note on Dickinson here. Um I didn't realize this. It snuck up, and I haven't seen the Canadian media talk about this at all. But Mike Blewett, of all people, Mike Blewett walked in today, and uh, he said, Gabe, uh, he goes, I got to pat you on the back a little bit here and, and uh, pump your tires. I said, why? He goes, I just got back from the College Football Hall of Fame inductions, uh, the nominations or the announcements. And uh, the College Football Hall of Fame's here in New York. I got to go check it out. And I said, yeah, what, what happened? And uh, he goes, Dave Dickinson just got inducted. And I was talking to Dave Dickinson, and I told him, you know, I do a show with a guy from Canada named Gabriel Morenci, and uh, Dickinson uh, knew who I was. <laughs> oh, yeah. no, Mike, he, Mike yeah, was impressed. He's like, man, he goes, Dave, I mentioned your name. And he goes, Dave Dickinson right away. I said, oh, yeah, yeah, the guy from Toronto. He's got quite the big following, the controversial, edgy guy. <laughs> and, like. So Blue was no, imp- Blue was impressed that Dave Dickinson knew who I was. No, he knows who you are, and I remember I was at um, like like Jack Astor's, basically there, and Dave Dickinson and some of the Stampeders were there. He looked over and said, "Hey, like he's always been, you know, when, when they're in Toronto doing business, you know, that these guys kind of hang around, Gabe." But I know, I know that they do. Well, remember, you used to have you had Nick Lewis on the show, Devon Claybrooks, who's going to be a coach in the Canadian yeah, Football yeah, League yeah, regular on yeah. the shows. So you know these guys for a long time. They come on with me and you, and I'll tell you this: I actually told people this. Uh, Jeff Garcia has been ta- been bigging up uh, Bo Levi Mitchell for a long time, and I do agree that Bo Levi Mitchell, watching some of the quarterback play in the National Football League, he- he'll be an upgrade from some of the backups well, there. He could be a backup. Been playing in this league for a long time, he will be a backup. All right, let's bring he'll Lou. He'll be fine. Let's bring he'll Lou. Let's bring Lou in uh, right Lou. now, and Lou's Lou. actually 
I don't know. Is he a D-back fan or is he live in Arizona? I'm not sure. Um, I know he's a Bears guy, so I don't know if he's a Cub or White Sox guy, too. LouVGamblu.com. What's up, Lou? Hey, not too much, guys. I, a couple things. First of all, I, I am no longer a fan of anything, but I go to, as you're aware, Gabriel, I go to day baseball. When there's day baseball games here, I go. Uh, it's something I learned uh, from my days in Chicago. I'm from Omaha, Nebraska. And so there, I lean to Chicago because that my dad was a Bear fan. I grew up loving all the Chicago sports, and I got to go to a Bear Super Bowl uh, on a really lucky connection. But uh, anymore, I'm not a fan, but I do pay attention to baseball. Uh, Bryce Harper to the Cardinals makes no sense. Uh, Goldie to the Cardinals uh, covers that. That that's who that's who they believe is basically going to be Harper is Goldie. And he fits there, that central heartland of America, Midwest feeling, and Goldschmidt is going to be uh, perfect. It tells me that Arizona realizes they got a scrap heap here. You know, when we lost Morad a decade ago uh, to go run San Diego, uh, this organization, the Diamondbacks, lost a lot of inside cold understanding of baseball. And recently, uh, they've had to hire that back uh, uh, to try and get themselves squared away. And I think they had to use Goldie, unfortunately, uh, to begin to restructure around here. And uh, it's it's interesting perspective on a team that has a hard time drawing. When they're a playoff team, that place is half empty, you know, in August and September. So uh, it's going to be a long, hard struggle for the Diamondbacks, but I'm totally excited for the fans of St. Louis. I'm close to that city, too. Been there a ton, and I'm as tickled as they can. They get a great uh, face of a franchise. Lou, Gabe, Gabe and Lou, they've even been talking about, like, they're worried about, like, Zach Greinke and, like, the long-term effects there. Like, the the, the D-backs are one of those teams, like, Opening up the wallet, it's kind of like cobwebs, Lou, like crowbar, you know what I mean? And there, there's some guys on that roster that are going to have to pay. I'm not sure they're going to go in that direction. Maybe try to get uh, some younger players and save a lot of money. They got uh, some decisions to be made, buddy. The Diamondbacks are owned by an accountant, Mr. Mr. Uh, Ken Kendrick, and he's a, he's a really sweet guy. I see him at coffee on occasion, so I want to speak respectfully, but it's my opinion that he – should stick to accounting because I, I don't really know that he's a natural yeah. baseball owner. All right, Lou, let's jump in. That's just my opinion. Let's jump in. That's a good uh, opinion. Let's jump into um, let's jump into the NFL. We'll get to the UFC actually after. Even though I'm intrigued by this, I'm looking forward to talking to UFC here. Just for the record, Lou, we were just talking. I don't expect you to know uh, Dave Dickinson. Uh, so Dave Dickinson, former uh, Montana Grizzly quarterback, and um, you know Travis Lule, Montana State camp, like Montana. True. Montana's Who's Bo Levi Mitchell. So, Bo Levi Mitchell is the quarterback for the Calgary Stampeders of uh, the Canadian okay, Football League. Thank you. They just won the Grey Cup, the championship, and um, he's working out with the Minnesota Vikings, and he's got four other NFL teams interested. Not for this year, for like for you know for camp, but supposedly you know there's big interest in him. But just by coincidence, his coach, Dave Dickinson, uh, who's a longtime CFL quarterback, uh, was inducted into the uh, the College Football Hall of Fame. And uh, some pretty good players, man. Some pretty good company. How about this, guys? 
he's also, I didn't realize this, that Dave Dickinson was a Walter Payton Award winner. Two-time All-American, uh, guided the Grizzlies to two Big Sky Conference titles and yep. a national championship. And uh, it's pretty nuts, like it was an accomplishment here. Here it is. Uh, all right, uh, Dickinson is the lone inductee into this year's class who has won a high school state championship, a college national championship, a professional championship, and a championship as a head coach. That's some serious uh, accomplishments uh, right there. And he goes in alongside Ed Reed, Calvin Johnson, Charles Woodson, Frank Beamer, and Mac Brown. That's legendary. Yeah, class. like and wow. Dave, Dave Dickinson says, it's the best. Uh, it's the best week of his life, winning the Great Cup, and he says being inducted next to these guys means everything in the world to me. And it goes on to say, it's pretty crazy, man. Uh, so if you're thinking that oh, everyone gets into the, the Hall of Fame, there are 997 people in the College Football Hall of Fame. 5.5 million people have played college football. 0.02% of college football players make the Hall of Fame, and Dickinson did quite the accomplishment for Dickinson. And he's a great guy, Dave. I'm really happy for him. Yeah, that's really awesome, and, and kudos to him. I had that, that gave me a chance to look him up and do some research on him. Good for that dude. I uh, love to see lifelong dedicated guys dedicated to their profession, especially in the sports world. Uh, yeah, nice uh, to see. Good, straight guys. You don't have to be a jackass or you don't have to be, you know, you don't just have to be over the top or even be in the NFL to get, uh, you know, to get uh, to get uh, recognized, you know, a career football lifer. But. Man, going in with Ed Reed, Calvin Johnson, Charles Wilson, Frank what, Beamer. What a class. Like, what a, that's, like, that's like the best class ever, man. That's you should amazing. see him. He's on the stage there. He's beaming next to these guys. He's all smiling. <laughs> I bet it, like, I'd be beaming, be. too. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, He says, and he's even honest. He goes, I don't know how I'll be able to top this year. Getting inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame and winning the Great Cup in a two-week span. He goes, and it's all downhill from here. And get this, too, he's only the third person from the state of Montana to be enshrined into the Hall of Fame. Willie uh, William Wild Bill Kelly was inducted in 69, and uh, Bernie Bierman, a Grizz football and basketball huh. coach from 1919 to 21. Great name. Bierman, yeah, good handle. That's yeah, great. five That's national little titles little. at Minnesota he went on to win. Um, so, anyways, a little history there. And I know, Lou, you, like, you respect the history of the game, so I figured I'd just throw that out there. Love it. I love it. Um, so, NFL football. Tomorrow, we got the Tennessee Titans and the Jacksonville Jacks. Speaking of smash mouth old school, here's something that's uh, that's interesting. Did you guys realize that on Thursday night football, the home teams are on a 12-0 run right now? 12-0 straight up and 10-2 against the spread, the last 12 Thursday nighters. The home team. Yeah, but one of those against the spread was just last week, right? Who, who was last? That was yeah, exactly. It was uh, uh, oh no, it was Cowboys at, as a home dog. Okay. Yeah, home teams. I didn't say favorites. Home teams. Yep. Home teams. Yeah, and and we understand why, don't we? I mean, such a. I mean, you you got to play an NFL game Short more than likely travel, on yeah. a on a Thursday. Oh yeah, it's brutal for the traveling team. It's like you meet one day to get your and Tuesday's back the day ice. off. You're right, Lou. And Tuesday's yeah, mandatory. I mean, like even if they're playing, it's it's off. Like you played on Sunday, 
Monday is like the recovery day. You go in, you you sit in the hot yep. tub, you recover. All right, they go over yep. the injuries. How you guys feeling? You got this. Tuesday's their day off. Wednesday's the walkthrough, right? You know, and I know they adjusted a bit here, but not by much. Like, there's really, like, everything's... Because they travel Wednesday now. Exactly. So, so everything's already prepared, right? Like, the, the game plan's already done. It's up to the coaches to sort of moonlight and do two and one next week. And you're right. It shows the home team. But, look, last week, the Saints and the Cowboys played, and they both had a week to prepare, and the Cowboys still won. But all that being stated, guys, I don't know how you... What do you feel about this game, Lou? I mean, me and Cam talked about that Tennessee game. Dude, not come back against the Jets. I don't know. We got a Jet fan in the house here, Frank Stample. That was one of the worst collapses I've ever seen in my life. Like the penalties. Like Marcus Mariota didn't look good. It was the worst 90-yard game-winning drive I've seen in my life. And I think Jacksonville can play with Tennessee this week. It's a tough game, though. What's your take, Lou? Yeah, I mean, for number one, you got division teams. They know each other well. They do that on purpose for Thursday night, so at least you don't have to prepare for an out-of-conference team for crying out loud. Uh, so these teams are familiar with one another. And how does each team want to win? They want to win by slobber knocking and getting a safety at the end of the game yep. and win in 1917. So, uh, you know, the look ahead line in this game uh, was Tennessee given six and a half points. And now it's compressed. It's down to four and a half. And I, I got to be honest with you, while my mind says it's easy to take Jacksonville, after that stat, Gabe, and knowing what I know, if I can't take, uh, if I can't find value in a team and the value's on Tennessee, if I got to find value on a home favorite, I'm going to pass. And uh, I'd have to bet Tennessee if I was going to bet the game. But that's complete suicide with a game lined at 37 over under and a game that's bound to be 15 to 14. Yeah, that's. I was talking to Gabe about it, Lou, and Gabe and I were like discussing the under. And think about this the only reason I'm probably not going to smash Jacksonville, like, think about it. They held Indianapolis to no points, but they were at home. Now you got to take Kessler and that, and that show on the road in Tennessee. If the game was in Jacksonville, I'd, I, I would smash them thinking. Their defense really showed up. Tom Coughlin was in the game. You saw him in the press conference. And their defense manned up against a very good Indianapolis uh, offense. And Tennessee, per, looking at them, they've been brutal the last few weeks. It's hard to have any confidence in them covering a number, Lou. Yeah, I totally agree with that. That said, I mean, uh, it, Jacksonville's. this is the first of three games in 18 days for them. And, and what Jacksonville did against Indy is they didn't turn the ball over, and they're, they're going to get Fournette back, and he ought to be fresh as a daisy. Um, the issue with Jacksonville is turnovers, and they're minus 10 on the turnover ratio on the year. And so this game's going to come down to that. If it's, well, if it's decently played and they both run – the lead backs into the other team's front four, which I ex completely expect, uh, I, it, it would be hard not to take Jacksonville. But normally, unless it's a game like last week, Dallas and, and uh, New Orleans, where I find tremendous value in one side or another, uh, if it's super contest or anything else, I always try and avoid the Thursday game in this scenario. Uh, that's a little bit different when you get to the end, you know, to, like a game last week where teams have a full week off. So uh, I'm going to pass on this one. It's rare to see a total of 37 and a half in today's uh, NFL. Yeah. The last two times they've played, they've combined for 40 points in two games. They played yeah. earlier this year, it was 9-6. They played last year late, it was 15-10. 
Um, so the last two times they played, it has gone way under the number. It's an incredibly known, low number here. You know, Jacksonville showed some pride last week against Indianapolis. And as Lou mentioned, these division games are a little bit different. Like, even if your season's yeah. over and you're frustrated, you can get up a little bit more just because you don't want to see the team in your division uh, succeed. The, you know, there's no love lost between the Jags and the Titans. Should be a real smash-mouth game. All right, hang in there, Lou. We'll take a quick break. On the other side, we'll tell you about that cool deal. Sign up at BetDSI, get a 100% sign-up bonus, and get a free month over at DailyRoto.com. You'd be stupid not to do it. Don't be a stupid idiot. Do it. Continues. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. It looks like Yang's trying to figure out what heavy metal is, at least. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Derek Fisher will become the new head coach of the Los Angeles Sparks. I don't know. It just kind of strikes me as strange, considering that uh, he already sparked uh, Matt Barnes' wife. Like, if you're, yeah, you're, you're a coach in the league and you're doing other yeah. players' wives, it just seems that seems strange to me that they make you the coach of the women's team. I'm just v- saying. Very good very good point, Moran. So you don't want him, like, lingering around the WNBA when you've already had issues. <laughs> just of, saying, uh, yeah. You know, yeah, no, you bring up a very good point. That's it's sort of, of like odd, odd hire. It odd was hire. like the New York Knicks. It was like the New York Knicks with uh, Isaiah Thomas, you know, gets sued for sexually harassing secretaries. And then they put him in charge of the women's team. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not, a, not a good look. Or, like I said, <laughs> like Greg Hardy. Greg, listen, you know, we can argue all you want about if Greg Hardy deserves to make a living or not, but it just seems strange to me. I know you heard this, Lou. So Greg Hardy, you know, was in that Dana White series or whatever, right? You know, the football player that got kicked out of the NFL. And so Greg Hardy kicking the crap out of everybody, Lou. So whatever, man. He, he made the UFC. But they actually put him on the first ESPN card. And I know Lou's going to, you know, Lou, you say, ah, oh, we just bet on the stuff. But I'm just stating that it seems strange from a PR perspective to put a guy that you're going to get a ton of negative attention about on your first ever ESPN card. <laughs> and then you top it off by putting the Ostovich chick who just got beat up by her boyfriend on the same card. Like, yeah, so, yeah, the tone deafness of some of these corporations is beyond me, but. They're all richer than I am, so I guess they're smarter than me. What can I say? Um, another sad news, too, man. Adonis Stevenson. Uh, I don't know if he's going to make it, man. Uh, boxer Adonis Stevenson. Now, he actually follows me on Twitter. He's from Montreal. I know him a little bit, and um, he's got a traumatic brain injury. He's in, a, he's in a, an induced coma right now in the hospital. Bad, bad news there. Um, so, Lou, uh, any thoughts on Greg Hardy in the UFC? <laughs> Yeah, that, that's a lot to respond. The, the first thing I have to yeah. say is Derek Fisher coaching the Sparks. You know, I'm kind of close to the 
WNBA, believe it or not, because I don't even know a lick about basketball, but I have a dear friend who is the general manager and head coach of the Washington Mystics. His name is Mike Tebow, and I go, he leaves me seats, and I I sit in the front row all his games when he comes and plays the Mercury. We're dear buddies, and and we talk about this uh, all the time. And I've been to a number of WNBA games, and believe me, Derek Fisher, it starts to get out of line in the WNBA. First of all, he, he's 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 barking up the wrong tree, number one, because I don't think most of those gals like men, number one. And number two, <laughs> if any one of them could kick his ass. So he does, he does what? Those, those girls can, can stick up for themselves. Make no mistake about it. As well, the brand of basketball that is played in the WNBA is quite outstanding, and I've become a huge fan because of my relationship with him. So we can move past that. What do I think about Greg Hardy uh, in the UFC? Well, it's clear that the, that he's going to draw butts to seats, and that's we're not going to blame the zebra for having stripes. Uh, the issue becomes as soon as he fights a mixed martial artist, and as soon as he fights a real mixed martial artist, uh, he's going to feed right into the to the mixed martial artist because he doesn't have mixed martial arts skills. He's just a big, huge, strong, athletic guy. And so if the UFC's smart, they'll really spoon-feed him judiciously and get him that. But that's not the nature of the business-making machine. They'll eventually put him in too fast against somebody to make a big draw, and he's going to get completely clobbered. Lou from Gamblue.com. Yeah. You can uh, follow him on Twitter as well, at Gambler. Right before we hit the UFC, uh, one of Greg Hardy's teams, the Carolina Panthers, in a real free fall, Lou. Uh, they're going into Cleveland. They're one-and-a-half, uh, two-point favorites in this football game. Um, I don't know, man. Ron Rivera might legitimately lose his job. They have a new owner there right now, and word is the owner's losing his patience uh, with this losing streak. So they're in a must-win situation. I'm not so sure they can. That game kind of scares me. Uh, McCarthy's fired in Green Bay, so Philbin coaches this week, and there's been more criticism of Aaron Rodgers. One of the assistant coaches on the Packers tweeted out, said, uh, you know, whoever the new coach is, hopefully they hold Aaron Rodgers accountable because, uh, you know, number 12 isn't. And then, boom, he got fired a couple hours later. I guess he knew that was going to happen after he tweeted that. (laughs) Um, What do you make of the NFL card this week, Lou? I actually, uh, I love it. I'm excited as December opens. If you'll remember in our discussions last week, I had a bunch of goofy opinions like Miami over Buffalo, Jacksonville last week, and and they hit because a contrarian thought really as a whole does work in the NFL, but the players had a very good November, and that's tough when you're playing contrarian ball for a whole month, you get your brains beat in. Uh, it was an outstanding week last week, and I, I think it, it fills right in again this week. There's no college football slate. Everybody's pent up, so they're going to uh, play a couple of, of a, obscure uh, college football games. Uh, are, you know, is there even a college football game this week? Army, 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 Army this week? Yeah. Yeah, and then you got a bunch of other, a, a handful of obscure games, and then they're going to attack the NFL. Uh, so th- I think this is a perfect week to sit back and wait until, you know, 30 minutes before game time and watch how this public starts to move numbers and just play the opposite way. I, 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 and I think I can 
kind of tell to a degree where they're going to go. It'll be interesting to see what happens in that Carolina-Cleveland game. I think you pick an interesting game. This is Carolina's now second game on the road. And they're facing a Cleveland team that hasn't quit. Carolina loses Olsen. And from what I read and understand, there's very, there's great concern over uh, Cam Newton's shoulder. He's hiding a shoulder or some kind of an arm injury which is why he can't throw the football in a lake at the, from the end of a dock. I mean, he missed a lot of passes last week. So that, that's an interesting game and, and lined interestingly as well. I, I tend to like Cleveland there and think that uh, as a home team that they're live, I think, in that spot. And guys, Gabe, uh, isn't it true uh, Carolina's backup uh, Heineke mufflers there, the kid from Old Dominion? There's no more uh, DA district. Remember, because he was with the Bills, right? Isn't Heineke Carolina's backup? If Newton's yeah. hurt, they're they're dead. Like they're they, they they got some serious serious issues there. They already have issues. Lou, Gabe, and I were talking about Baltimore and 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 uh, Kansas City. Very interesting. When this line came out at the, like seven seven and a half, we saw some big numbers. And me and Gabe were like, we both kind of had that feeling. Put the brakes on. Put the brakes on. And you saw Oakland a huge cover against Kansas City as the season progresses. These big numbers, I think they just want to kind of get through things. They don't worry about style points or anything. But now, six and a half, Lou, I got to believe the public is going to smash Kansas City if it's under a touchdown. But I'm kind of got my warning uh, out. I was with you with Jacksonville last week, and uh, maybe we'll take a shot with uh, the Ravens here. But six and a half for Kansas City, low number at home, Lou. Uh, it's a really low number at home. And, and I'm looking, uh, as I look at my uh, Sports Insights screen, I'm seeing 93% of the parlay tickets on Kansas City, which you would expect. And there's a good amount of ticket tickets and, and money on Kansas City. And yet, uh, you know, tracking just the Westgate line, since it came out, it, it opens eight and, eight and a half. It's getting bet down to two and a half. So you have uh, all the indicators that the public's on Kansas City here and the lines move to it points to Baltimore's favor. That's a clear indicator that, that either the syndicates or some big uh, wise guys have vomited on Baltimore. And at numbers like <laughs> seven and a half, eight and eight and a half, I don't blame them. Uh, you know, I tracked the look ahead line that was nine and a half. And it's clearly too much now with what has been going on with the loss of Kareem Hunt and what that may or may not be doing in the locker room, because other than that, Kansas City uh, is unchanged. And so now uh, Baltimore, who, every, who everybody buried for dead, wins the game last week and they come into Kansas City and are getting all these points. Uh, if I was smart enough, I would have jumped Baltimore at the seven and a half or better guys. But now that this number is under seven, there's only one way to play this, and that's a Kansas City tease. And take Kansas City to a pick at home, and tease it with some place else. Uh, I'd never lay six and a half points, but when when the look ahead was nine, and you're going to give me six and a half, that's a three point advantage over the course of one week. I, I don't think Kareem Hunt's loss means three points to uh, the young other running back. Where uh, I think that's overreaction, and and so I'll I'll compound the overreaction by teasing Kansas City down to a pick and thinking they can win that three-point field goal game. One of the big games this week, Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys, there's been some line movement. Cowboys are down to three and a half right now. 
Yeah, and I think they should be. That's a game that I did take earlier. These are, again, division opponents. Nobody's out of this thing. Cowboys have looked good, and they're coming off this huge high of taking New Orleans down. And let's not forget, they get a couple of extra days of rest. But they're facing a Philly team that is starting to kind of regenerate a new layer of skin after all the injury they're they're settling down they're six and six they're last year's super bowl champ there's no question they have the savvy and the ability uh to win a good football game and in the first game these two won dallas went up there and won 27 to 20 so there's a there's a little revenge here too uh i i like philly in this game and you, you take the I'd I'd buy the hook, um, but I think if you kind of if you sit back and wait a little bit, uh, you may not have to. Uh, actually, as I look across the board, Gabe, three and I'm a half. Seeing, I'm, yeah, I see three and a half everywhere. And if that three and a half is there, uh, I would tell you why wait. I, I'd take the Philadelphia in the three and a half. I, I think this is a, a really good opportunity for Dallas to revert back to what they normally are when they're a home team favorite. Very heavy. Yeah, Lou, uh, we're talking about the Jets and Bills. Another thing is uh, Gabe and I were saying the disrespect for Josh Allen in comparison to the rookie quarterbacks, and uh, he's not really working with a full cupboard, too, a bare cupboard. Zay Jones had two touchdowns last week. He's running like a man possessed, uh, absolutely crushing it, uh, very, very confident, fired up. This is a Bills team as a seven-point dog at New York. Blew them out. Now only laying three. I don't usually do this often, guys. I know Morenci, you kind of like the Bills have been kind of Jekyll and Hyde for you, but three looks pretty low against a Jets team that's playing pretty pathetic football. Lou, what do you think? Buffalo's still playing with a little bit of grit. Sam Darnold will be starting for the Jets, and Sam Darnold starting too. Yeah, exactly. I don't think that matters. Ah. Uh... Yeah, I, uh, it, it, this is a game that's probably <laughs> off of my. It's it's probably off of my radar to be. Sounds quite like heartburn, Lou. This is a this is a division game. You're going to have some weather. Yeah. Uh, both defenses are outstanding. You have a you have a total that tells you this is going to be a tight game. To me, it smells dog or pass. Uh, but I haven't put a lot of research in, into that game, to be quite honest. Lou, gamblu.com uh, with us. Uh, what else is there? Rams and Bears, actually, on Sunday night. That's that's uh, one of the marquee matchup uh, games this week. And it's an interesting one, you know. Well, I don't know if the – to be honest, if you're the Rams, I'm not sure you're going to have to go play in the cold, actually, in the playoffs. You're going to have You're going to have home field. And then the Saints, you know, the Saints will have the other buy. So if you're the Rams, you're either going to end up playing at home or you might end up in the Superdome. So I don't think they're going to have a cold weather game to deal with. But it'll be interesting to see. You have a warm weather team like the Rams going into Chicago, the Windy City on a Sunday night in prime time. So we'll find out if the Rams are just a finesse team in the West Coast, etc. Can they win a smash mouth game outside? And, you know, I think they're 13-2 and two in their last 15 road games, actually. So they're showing an ability that, yeah, they can win on the road. And then, uh, conversely, the Bears coming off that loss, an overtime loss to the Giants. How will they bounce back off the loss? Trubisky should be back, will be back. And then, 
how do they bounce back off the loss? And then number two, how do they match up with one of the best teams in the National Football League? It's an it's an interesting game, the uh, the Bears and the Rams. It's a it's a outstanding game, and and it's just like as we talk about fights. I often say how I love to see you know that grappler against that striker because we can kind of tell where the fight takes place, how it's going to go. And in this game here, what's interesting is again I'll I'll cite uh, Sports Outsiders uh, DVOA rankings that I use. Uh, the Bears are have the number one ranked DVOA on defense, one against the pass, one against the run. Meanwhile, uh, the offense for the Rams is the number one run rush offense and the number four pass offense. So the, that type dynamic defense at home uh, in the cold, no real wind as of just yet. So uh, when I assess weather, it's got to be wind that makes me that makes it affect a game. Cold doesn't affect a game, especially with the team that's got the number one rushing offense uh, in the NFL. So uh, that's going to be interesting. But really, the more interesting matchup is going to be: Will the Bears be able to take advantage of the Rams' defense, where the Rams' defense is susceptible, and that's against the run? Because against the D, uh, against the the uh, excuse me, against the uh, against the run, uh, the Bears. Will we get a big dose of the kid from Indiana, uh, Jordan Howard? Uh, if the Bears can run the ball down that weaker Rams rush defense, I think the Bears have a chance. And we know that's how the Bears want to try and win this game. They're, they're not going to have Trubinsky throwing the ball all over the place. If anything, the dimension of running he adds compounds the Rams' problems here. I'd like the Bears as a live dog uh, on on Sunday night, uh, but I caution you, it, it has to be at three and a half because at, at three or less, the, I, the Bears is a pass. And, and I, I know people might sound, might be confused when I say that, but if you're going to take the Bears at home, you have to get the hook. And I suggest by waiting, you'll get it. It's been flexed into the Sunday night game. And so after all the parlay play and pundits Pukes. and 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 pundits. like myself with pundits. and well i, I used got, the parlay you. last week so i have to dress <laughs> it up a little bit <laughs> you don't want to call yourself a parlay playing puke they play yeah you're a pundit yeah, now i'm a parlay i'm a parlay play and puke but after the pukes get done pushing the price up on sunday night i think you will have three and a half and so you might even get to a four so be patient with Chicago, and by all means, have the discipline to pass if it doesn't get to three and a half, but it will get to the three and a half. Lou Dam, uh, Gamblu.com, we appreciate his yeah. time. We're going to take a quick break in a minute, and uh, we'll talk some UFC on the other side with Lou. UFC Toronto, pretty cool card. Orte- Ortega, Holloway, and Jacek, Shevchenko, and more. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. 
Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source 24 hours a day. Decisions ready, Rage Radio. You may or may have not reached your fantasy football playoffs, but either way, Ben DSI can capitalize on all the action from the upcoming college football bowl season to all the big soccer matches, uh, esports, politics, reality TV. Get an edge and utilize the live betting tools over at uh, Bet DSI. Can uh, bet on virtually any sport uh, in game. All right, so this is real cool. Uh, use promo code FNTSY100. That's FNTSY100. You get a 100% uh, bonus when you sign up at BetDSI with this promo code. Uh, but uh, once you've opened up your account at BetDSI, they're going to give you a username. Then you, after that, go over to DailyRoto.com and go to the Contact Us uh, part of, the, um, of Daily Roto and give them your BetDSI username. And you're going to get one month free of DailyRoto.com access. And that's um, all the tools, optimizers. Head on over to uh, BetDSI. Open up an account. You get a 100% sign-up bonus. And then on top of that, you're getting DailyRoto.com for free for a month. And, um, you know, it's a great deal because DailyRoto.com is a very addictive site. Wealth and wealth of information over at DailyRoto.com. So, Check it out over at uh, BetDSI.com. Get a 100% sign-up bonus. And as we said, you want to support uh, the show. The best way to do it is to support the sponsors. So, uh, Lou, I would be going to this card if I was still in Toronto, but I'm not right now, so um, I'll be watching it. But nevertheless, you know, there's been hit or miss when you get some of these cards in Canada. They stack it with a bunch of Canadian fighters, and sometimes it's worthy of pay-per-view. Sometimes it isn't. But... uh, We've got a fun card this week in Toronto with Max Holloway and Brian Ortega as the main event. This is a completely stacked card. And after getting all these obscure foreign uh, cards with just really laden with thin, thin talent, uh, we get a card here from Toronto that's just chock full of great fights and super matchups. I'm, I'm liable to have... You know, five picks on this card. I love it. So, Holloway, my concern, listen, I'm a big Max Holloway fan, and, you know, the kid's unbelievable, um, but he's had health issues. He hasn't fought in a while, and he's had heart issues and health issues. Um, He's been in wars already. He's a young guy, but he's also been in a lot of battles already. I have my concerns about him not fighting in a while, and what's his health like, and now you got Brian Ortega, who I think is a real badass. I mean, they're both great fighters, but I almost, with the health and the uncertainty around Holloway, it makes me lean with Ortega, Lou. Am I wrong to think that? Uh, no, I actually, Gabriel, uh, I, I think you're spot on. In fact, 
uh, what I did this uh, this week was I submitted an article, and you know these were these two were scheduled to fight at UFC 226 on July 7th, and so I I wrote a article at the time that that definitely picked uh, at the uh, at that fight Holloway opened minus 180, and by the time I wrote the week of the fight, he was minus 130. My feeling was that. The minus 130 was a reflection of what Ortega had recently done to Frankie in the impressive win, and so people were remembering that. And I thought that Max Holloway in July was going to be able to, with his 83% takedown defense, keep Ortega at bay and at distance, kick him and outstrike him. Uh, Ortega does is still learning how to be a striker and he looked good against Frankie but Frankie was a short little guy if if you really want to watch Ortega in a fight look him up against Moicano and for two and a half rounds Moicano beat the Bacchides out of Brian Ortega at one point in the middle of the second round Moicano had landed 47 head strikes to Ortega when Ortega submitted Moicano in the third round it was a crafty move, and it was a, but it was also a fortunate move. And so, uh, in my opinion, the completely razor-sharp, healthy, 100% Max Holloway uh, is a bargain at current pricing. But I think what the markets are reflecting is exactly what you just stated, Gabe, and I totally buy into. How can you bet Max Holloway with your good, hard-earned money if you don't know his condition? And we know he's been battling concussion-like symptoms, and depression. you got to be out of your freaking mind. Yeah. So I've gone from I've gone from suggesting taking Holloway in, in July to passing on the fight. I, I'm going to pass because all the dog money's been sucked out of Ortega now. Uh, and I, I probably watched this fight, and what I learned is, is one thing and one thing only. Is Max 100%? Um. Let me ask you about Shevchenko and Jacek. It's amazing what a year will make um, in the sense that Jacek was never plus 300 before, Lou. Shevchenko's in a minus 350 range, depending on your book. And the thing interesting about this, Cam, is Jacek was a real killer, and she was the champion, but she was a 115-pound champion. So she's moving up in class now to 125 pounds, and Shevchenko thinks that uh, the power is going to be too much for a smaller end Jacek. I'm seeing it, and Jacek's weighing about 129 pounds uh, right now. Um, so she doesn't have to worry about the weight cut. What do you make of this one, Lou? Yeah, total mismatch here, uh, and I'm happy to see it because Joanna had her way at 115. She was the longer, more lethal fighter against teeny tiny little wrestling-based fighters like Tisha Torres and Carla Esparza. Uh, meanwhile, you, you're looking at a at a lady in Shevchenko who's really a 125er where they're fighting this fight, but she had to fight at 135. And uh, many argue that she beat the 135 champ, yeah. Amanda Nunes, who's now, who's now fighting at 145. And anyone that watched her, watched her completely paint Holly Holm Spence. And Holly Holm is a huge gal that already fought at 145. So it's Shevchenko, who had to fight at 35 against bigger girls, now that 125 her weight class, and uh, Joanna, who fought 
Pryor, Shevchenko Pryor in Muay Thai fight. She's 0-3, 0-2 or 0-3 against Shevchenko 10 years ago in Muay Thai fights. So the smaller uh, uh, Joanna has to go in against this Russian killer who's gotten close to the title on oh so many times only to have her partner miss weight, get sick, whatever. Uh, I'm going to take great delight in watching Shevchenko take Joanna completely apart. And uh, that might be an inside the distance kind of play for me because with these, with these, you know, lightweight ladies usually get fights that go the distance. I don't think this one, I don't think this one will go the distance. Yeah. Cause she's minus three sixty, right? Gabe and Lou, maybe uh, I become the parlay play and puke, or you got to find some other angle in this fight. Cause you don't want to, you don't want, you don't want to lay three, three sixty, even though you guys think she's probably a lock in this fight, right? Yeah, you know, Uncle Louie never lays. I, I mean, even look at last week with Usman, who was underpriced at 240 or yeah. 250. I used him in a parlay, so at least I got that one going open. But I won't get cute and use no 300 or 400. I'm I'm looking at the total right now. I'm seeing over four and a half rounds is minus 230 in Joanna and Shevchenko. Uh, and and Shevchenko was unable to finish gals like Nunez or Holm, but that's why I think she might be able to chop the, the more thinner, frailer, and I don't want to call Joanna frail, but next to Nunez and next to Holly Holm, Joanna's nowhere near the physical size of that, and, and I would tend to take a look at the under, uh, if I doesn't go the decision, plus 165, uh, that that looks good to me right there. Uh, Gunnar Nelson and Alex Oliveira uh, on the card. Gunnar Nelson's minus 130. Uh, Dewadu is a minus 170 favorite against Kyle Bochniak. Uh, Jimmy Manawa is an underdog, Lou, against Thiago Santos. Manawa, uh, plus 180. Heavy-handed uh, Manawa. Claudia Goodell is a big favorite against Nina Asaroff. Um, uh, minus 325. Jessica I is a plus 150 underdog against Caitlin uh, Chukagian. Uh, I was bringing up the fight earlier just because I know Elias Theodoro personally, and I find it intriguing against Eric Anders, former Alabama linebacker. Uh, that's an intriguing fight. Uh, we we got a couple minutes left here, Lou. So any of these other, what what uh, you said you might have five plays on here. Now, we don't have to share every pick that you have, and it's early in the week. We haven't seen the weigh-ins yet, et cetera. But what are some of the fights we haven't talked about that you're looking at here? Yeah, we talked about a few of them. I, 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 I just, I personally dislike Alex Oliveira, Cowboy Oliveira. I think he some he shades the 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 truth and cheats with his weight sometimes. That's been in past fights. Uh, that said, I think Gunnar Nelson is kind of made for him. Uh, Oliveira just has too much striking and length and and velocity, and Gunner's too one-dimensional. Uh, I already took Oliveira at plus 120. He's he's a little lower than that now. If you if you like him, and I I, I dislike him the person, but uh, he's in a good spot as an underdog. Uh, I, I I'm intrigued by Jimmy Manoa and Thiago Santos, uh, more so that that, that one I may tar- try and target for an over because they're both power sluggers with somewhat weak beaks. And that makes me think after a round maybe they'll be hugging each other and nothing will be happening there. Uh, and as far as underdogs are concerned, uh, besides Cowboy Oliveira, uh, I'm looking at Gil Burns a little bit because I don't think Auburn Mercier can – 
can hit him on the beak, which is what hurts Burns. And that should be a really fascinating fight. Uh, and I'm also uh, taking a, a, a half away look at uh, at Anders against Theodoru. Uh, Anders has been in with some pretty good guys. Theodoru is a great young man, social media, but he fights to decisions. And I, it might be hard for him, even in Canada, to win a decision against Anders. Great breakdowns by Lou. Gamblu.com. Yeah, Fun card here. Top to bottom, actually. It's one of the one of the more intriguing cards. Fun card. Uh, Chad Laprise, Diego Lima out of the off the top. Uh Cartona and um, Lopez. You mentioned Obama Mercier. Obama Mercier's problem is Lou is stand up really isn't just it's never getting better, this guy's stand up. Yeah. Right, right, and that's what you have to have, I think, to beat Burns because he's got a. He, he, I mean, if you sneeze on him, he goes out. Uh, I don't think he's going to be afraid of that Mercier standing up. And when these two guys clasp hold each other, it's going to be like watching Picasso paint. So, <laughs> coming up, we've got this card in Toronto. Then you got the following card: UFC on Fox 31 as they wind down their um, as they wind down their contract. Uh, that's December the 15th. So I guess the next sort of quote-unquote mega fight um, is the return of John Jones against uh, against Alexander Gustafson. And it's actually the return of Alexander yep. Gustafson as well. He hasn't fought in quite a while. Amanda yep. Nunes versus Cyborg on that card as well. Uh, as well. They're both favored in the same range. It's uh, it's curious to see that. Yeah, 280. 280. Yeah, what do you, what's your quick just uh, advanced look at John Jones? I mean, is he invincible that this stuff doesn't affect him? He can be off and just come back. Yet, I guess it's kind of fitting that he's fighting Gufson just because they don't like each other, and it was a great fight last time. And Gufson's always injured and hasn't fought in it forever. Uh, right. And in that first fight, Jones opens 200, and he closes minus two-third, uh, minus 310. And we, we just have to know that, I think, because now we realize that after all this time off, here comes Jones a little bit less than where he closed in the last fight. And that's probably fair. The, what's not fair is, is that, it, you're right, these two guys have been gone for a while, but I'm going to give Gustafson some credit because uh, he really gave Jones trouble last time, and I'm completely convinced in my mind that it's because of size and length. And it's, it's analytics here because now John Jones isn't four inches taller and doesn't have eight inches of reach and three inches of leg reach on his opponent. He's fighting a guy almost looking in the mirror. And because of that, and because Gustafson's been flapping his Viking jaws at this guy, <laughs> I tend to want to like Gustafson. Uh, I also tend to want to see uh, John Jones have to struggle. I don't want to see him lose because if the guy can clean up and, and go straight, he's surely and without question the greatest mixed martial artist of all time. And I'd like to see him for our sport do that for our sport. Um, but we'll have to wait and see. So that's a long way of saying I'm going to sit back and wait and see if I can get more price on the Viking. But I'm going to probably go Augustuson in this fight. Lou, Gamblu.com. Great stuff, uh, Lou. So uh, what's the best way for people to contact you and uh, find you? Yeah, hit me up anytime uh, at uh, Gamblu, or that would be Lou at Gamblu.com. And then the uh, Twitter, of course, is at Gamblu. And uh, 
I never get a chance because we always run out of time to tell you guys and thank you guys for uh, the time each week you give me. I love to talk about fights and football and eventually hockey playoffs. So uh, I sure appreciate the time and hope uh, you guys have a great week and enjoy the fights and football. Hey, we, we appreciate your time, uh, Lou, and I'm sorry for the mix-up uh, over yeah, the weekend. Big time. That was on me. Um, hopefully we could do that again in the future. But I uh, know you're a class act, Lou. We always yeah, appreciate absolutely. your time. Thanks, thanks for the insight on the UFC. We really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Have a great week, everybody. There's Lou. You too, Lou. Gamblue.com. Lou. Yeah, Lou, Lou's a great what guy. Are you, thinking about, are you thinking about betting Gustafson, too, at that price? Plus two, two, 230, 240? Yeah. Just, you need more? You need a little bit more? I don't know. It's, yeah, yeah. Betting against John Jones doesn't end very well, right? No, usually it doesn't, but uh, we Not don't know usually. what kind of guy Jones he is, He's never though. lost. You know, he yeah. lost once, and it was yeah, by disqualification. He almost lost to Gustus in that fight, though. That yeah, was, and, some and people that, say he did. He's a lot did. of different guys. Some people think he yeah, did. A lot of people lose. do. Yeah. It's too bad it's taken so long for them to get to the rematch, but that's that, that's that's yeah, pretty cool. That That's pretty cool. Like, you know, the UFC, it's just, you know, the UFC's still good, but the problem we talk about it, there's, and Mark Hunt brought it up last week, there's too many fighters in the UFC. Right, like um, there's just too many, so it, uh, the, the cards don't carry the same weight. You know, they're just they're not as deep anymore. But Jones and Gustafson, Las Vegas on the 29th, that just it has a big feel to it. You know? Yeah, no, it's, it, that's going to be a huge fight. I I I remember because Lisa tells me like that that fight. You said it was one of the best in MMA history. She still talks about it, saying like. That was insane to be there live and watch that. And she thought Gustafson won the fight. Insane in a membrane. That's hard to do. Insane. Got no brain. Got no brain. Here's your change. No change. <laughs> Here's your change. Yeah, no change. No, Straight no. out of no change. <laughs> we try to get you those uh, those pesos on the other side. Yeah. Pesos. I'll be betting pesos if I don't pick some winners soon. Yeah.